fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Thursday Night CrossFit Talk, sponsored by Clydesdale Media. My name is Scott Switch. I'm the Clydesdale. She is Jamie Latimer, and we're so stoked to have with us, start off the show, Matt Shingledecker and Debbie Wagner. Hey, guys. Hey. Um, so stoked to have you guys on. And uh, just so people know, I've known Matt. He, he was at my first ever volunteer job with CrossFit at the Cincinnati Regional mm-hmm. in 2014. Mm-hmm. A long time ago. And, and we were on the same team. Yes, right. That's right. That's right. And uh, that's when I met. That was that was an epic regional. That was Pancheck Froning, toe-to-toe, like three finishes less than a second apart. Um, super amazing regional. And I got to meet so many people that I'm still friends with today yeah. in the CrossFit space at that weekend. And Matt was one of them. So that's... Super yeah, cool yeah. that here we are 10 years later and still hanging out. That's right. That's, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. I remember that <laughs> very, very clearly. That was a lot of fun that weekend. Yeah, so much fun. So the reason we have you on is you're doing amazing things here in the state of Ohio with. Um... <laughs> that's so cute. Oh, you got a comment uh, from. Oh, from here. That's, my mom. Hey, buddy, that's my college kid. <laughs> Adorable. <laughs> so you two are doing amazing things here in Ohio, and it started uh, with your gym, CrossFit Crave, and you were you did a program with kids. Mm-hmm. Let's let's start there. Just. Quick recap, yeah, yeah. five minutes, and then we'll get into what you're doing for 9-11. Yeah, I'll let mom jump into that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in five minutes, um, we have a CrossFit class for our local county kids who are on probation. So it is part of court-ordered probation. It is funded through the court. Um, probation officers work out with the kids in a class that is run just like all of our other classes, providing that same sense of community. Um, consistency, equality, physical health, mental health, emotional health that we know that CrossFit provides for everyone. Um, And a huge part of that component is all of our coaches go through um, their L1 or L2. And they also have a specialized trauma training that we have developed with a local psychologist, which has led to a decrease of crime. So all of the things that we listed, the community and and everything, um, have really given the kids a place to belong and a place to know they can do good things mm-hmm. and a desire to do more good things. And so we have found as a result of that, when they're dismissed from probation, they uh, are less likely to reoffend. So national averages are 60 to 80% of people, kids and adults who get released from probation or parole will reoffend within a year of being released. Our average is about 23 to 24%. So mm-hmm. on the low end, we go from 60 to 23, 24, which is huge. Um, and so, because of that, in the last um, few years, we are working to duplicate that everywhere we can. So at every gym, um, everywhere we can right now in the U.S. and Canada. 
Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And what's even more amazing, I, I work for the state. You got state grants to kind of fund this for a while, correct? Always. Yeah, yeah it's, it's always state funded. Yeah, it's a state funded grant. And, and all of the other states are kind of following suit from what Ohio has mm -hmm. done. What we've found and, and what um, we've learned over the course of the last six years running the program is, you know, every county and every state, they, they obviously have juveniles that are in trouble or in, in the the uh, judicial system, but there's always funding there. You just got to know where to find the funding. And we've been fortunate enough to work alongside, um, you know, at the director's level in the state of Ohio with the governor's office, both in the juvenile court director asked, who's the um, division of youth services director uh, and then director net chamber Smith, who is the DRC director. She runs the adult side of the, uh, the court system, if you will, when it comes to incarceration and through those individuals, we've been able to learn, you know, where the funding's at, how to use the funding appropriately, how to apply for it, or how to help counties apply for it, you know, whether it's a grant or um, they write it into their yearly budget. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the biggest thing that is missed, you know, from an affiliate owner's perspective, um, you know, we, we love to help people out. And a lot of times we jump into adventures where we're doing really good works, um, but there's really, it's, it, we're investing time and yes, we're helping people, but there's no funding supports that. So the burnout rate is really, really quick. Um, and, and it's unfortunate because there's a lot of people that want to do a lot of great things, but at the end of the day, when I'm trying to pay my bills and buy a new rower and, you know, make sure the lights are on, um, it, there's, there's a tough balance and this program allows um, the affiliates to still do great things inside of their community, um, but also get paid for that, um, you know, directly from either the state or the county, depending on where the money's coming from. Um, it's no different than Dale King's program where, you know, Medicaid, you know, is working and um, there are people that come through the addiction services side of it. Um, it's kind of the, the same thing. Um, so as we've branched out, uh, side of Ohio, um, there's a term, a couple of terms that they throw out. One, pro-social, you know, they want these kids to be in an environment that's pro-social. How do I get them around other people that will help them um, self-advocate for themselves, understand where they're at? Um, the other side of that, it's it's got to be evidence-based. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for a program, it, you can say, hey, I've got this great fishing program. Or I've got this great golf program where it helps kids out. But if you don't have the data behind that that says, okay, what are the incident rates? Um, like Debbie said, what's the recidivism rate of, of your program? Most programs can't speak to that. And we're fortunate enough, we've got six years of history. We've got multiple locations now where we have that data. We can tell you what recidivism looks like. We can tell you the demographic of where these kids come from, whether they're um, you know, in an adoption setting, are they in counseling? Um, you know, did they come out of a juvenile detention center? We, we know most of that data. So that, that really helps promote the program. Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun. We're, we're now moving into the juvenile detention centers, the long-term juvenile detention center. Um, you'll, you'll like this, the great state of Ohio has the first full fledged CrossFit affiliate inside the walls of um, Cuyahoga Hills Juvenile Correctional Facility. 
So we opened up six months ago, um, right? Six months ago. Just about. Um, a, it's called CrossFit. You can look it up on the map. It's official. It's on the map. It's called CrossFit DYS, the Wolfpack. And it's, uh, it's just outside of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, and it's the first one of its kind. Um, they pay their affiliate dues just like we do. Um, but it's housed inside of the prison and it's for um, the kids that are in the detention center and the, the juvenile prison uh, and all of their staff, if their staff wants to attend, which we have a huge m- number of staff. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of the, that's the, so that's I've, the thing. Go ahead. So I have one quick follow-up. Uh-huh. I know that you've been trying to expand this to other states and you said Canada. Mm-hmm. There's so many good programs here in Ohio because of what you and Dale have kind of spearheaded um, at the beginning of this. Is it that you've already made inroads with Ohio that they keep moving down the track with you guys? Or is it, do you see this in other states as well? So here, here's, and Dale and I tend to agree. I was actually on a, another podcast, and I don't know if it was, I don't know, it might have been Savans or it might have been uh, Craig Howard's. And I said, you know, I historically, and I'll say this, I'll try to say this lightly. Historically, CrossFit has taken the approach of, hey, this has got to be grassroots. We can't go into an institution like a school or like a correctional facility. We, we can't go into an institution and say, here's CrossFit. Um, let us see if this works. It's got to be CrossFit has always had the mindset for whatever reason that's well, it's got to be kind of grassroots led. We've got to get coaches and, and people involved. And we've got to get people in the door. When realistically, all you have to do is ask the question, knock on the door. It, it's no, and I come from a sales background, Scott, as you know, it's no different than making a cold call. I will never grow my business if I don't make knock on the door and say, hey, I've got this great product. So what we've found is if you ask the right questions to the right people inside of that institution, whether it's a school, a state, um, the Supreme Court of Arizona, if you ask the right question to the right people, you'll find the answer you're looking for. You, you just have to be willing enough to ask. And that's what our experience has been as we've grown throughout the different states and affiliates that have come alongside of us and said, hey, me too, I want a program. When we reach out to the county, um, and it may take three or four calls, right, Debbie? Right. When we reach out to a county, what we find typically, I'd say 90% of the time, there's somebody inside of the county that says, hey, that sounds great. We need a program like that. And I might know how to get funding. But if we don't ask, we'll never know. Mm-hmm. If we stay in that, well, they'll come to us. I'm sorry. That's just not going to work. <laughs> Did I answer that? What do you? What's your yeah. thoughts? Yeah. yeah. I would just add that it, for us, the way the program took off was the recidivism rate because the, our probation staff has to track it. So this whole thing was the idea of the probation officers not ours. So there's our disclaimer right there. We are not the brainchild of this. This is not us. Um, But that recidivism rate caught the attention of the governor's office. Mm -hmm. So they actually sent uh, 31 people from their staff to our affiliate a couple of years ago. um, And to see the program firsthand, talk to the coaches, talk to the probation staff, talk to the psychologists who are the trauma training. And they worked out with the kids. 
And after they did that, they realized, yeah, we have to figure out the funding, but the, the main idea is super duplicatable. Mm -hmm. So yeah. let's do it. So that's why it spread so quickly throughout Ohio because the governor's office and the director of DYS said, Hey, go like, let's get on a call with probation officers all across the state at once. And let's see how many people we can get. Mm -hmm. And then it just kind of filtered affiliate owners who are friends with other affiliate owners. And, and that's kind of how it spread from state to state. Uh, but inside Ohio, it came from the top down from the governor's office. Yeah. So I, I think it, Dale would agree with this. And that's it. I was trying to, I went a long way around to get to that the point I was trying to make is if we don't as affiliate owners go, if you want a program like this or a program like Dale's, if you don't ask, you'll never be able to start it. Like if you just don't, if you, if you set back and say, well, they'll come to us, it's probably not going to happen. Right. Um, but if you could be proactive and go out and say, Hey, I've got a heart to save the community. We, we have the solution to the world's most vexing problem. We have it. And a lot of times the individuals that need it the most will never walk in our doors. Mm -hmm. They just won't. Right. But if we go, knock on their door and say, Hey, I've got this program that can help you. And Oh, by the way, I can probably help you try to find funding for it. Then they'll start to come in. Um, so so that's, do... that's kind of the approach that we've taken. Mm -hmm. I think we went over the five minutes. Sorry. Sorry. You know, <laughs> yeah. We probably have to have you back on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or really like Jamie's in Michigan we could almost meet at CrossFit Crave and do like a live show there. Yeah, come on down. Um, because it's about halfway between her and I. So mm -hmm. yeah. But but I want to get into the the 9-11 climb mm -hmm. event um and make sure we touch on that. Mm -hmm. I have so many questions about the other thing, but we, we'll, we'll do that. We'll give it we'll do on another night, yeah. another day. Um the 9-11 climb. So how do you transition with working with the governor's office and the state of Ohio and then get them involved with an event that they are sponsoring? Their name is all over it. And I'm going to share um, your poster for that. So as you share that climb, as you pull it up there, um, the, the I'll try to give the shortest answer and then Debbie can follow up on the areas that I miss. Um, uh, so Andy Wilson, um, who is a, a CrossFitter, he, he comes out of um, Urbana, uh, Ohio, Long Road, Nate Long and his gym there. Um, Andy Wilson was the individual that contacted us originally um, about our juvenile pro program. He was at the time, he was the director of, he was the senior director of law for Mike DeWine. So he reported to Governor DeWine and he was the senior attorney, if you will. Um, so that's kind of where the relationship started. And there was always this thought of how do we help first responders uh, and public servants um, get health and wellness mm -hmm. back into their, into their programming. Um, and then when he was appointed to the director role, the director of public safety, uh, he came to to Debbie and said, hey, we want to do this program with um, I want to do an event with the State Highway Patrol Academy. I'll let you yep. kind of fill in. So Andy's very 
um, knowledgeable in the fact that the number one cause of death for first responders is suicide. Mm -hmm. And so he knows that a lot of that comes out of the isolation that we all suffered from with COVID, but especially our first responders. And he knows the community that CrossFit can bring to someone who is in that isolation state. Um, and so the goal is to bring that community to all of our first responders. So we started with um, kind of a pilot program, if you will. Mm -hmm. And we did a MRF with the State Highway Patrol Academy cadet class. So we, a uh, couple couple months before MRF, mm -hmm. we started going down to Columbus a couple times a week to train the cadets and kind of get them ready for MRF. They already did, you know, day-to-day -day training, but we were working on mostly pull-ups. That was yeah. the thing that they needed the most. Um, and then the Friday before Memorial Day, we went to Rogue and we had about 50 cadets and staff members from State Highway Patrol that did MRF together mm -hmm. in an epic event. Yeah, it was a really fun. And, and originally the goal was going to be to make it an annual event, bring first responders together. We had all these great ideas. And afterwards in our review, we quickly realized we really can't do that on Memorial Day weekend for first responders because they're so busy. Mm -hmm. uh, so we began to look at alternatives. Uh, we talked about Veterans Day, mm -hmm. but we didn't want to take any attention away from veterans by bringing you know, attention to the first responders. And so 9-11 became the perfect fit. And so Monday, the 9-11 climb will be the first annual event that will be coordinated between the Department of Public Safety and CrossFit affiliates throughout the state. Yeah, so the goal there is um, that the climb event, it, there is an activity that's happening in Columbus at 7 a.m. on Monday, but that's a closed event. So that's for, um, that's invite only, and there's a specific reason for that. Um, the, the cadets, the standard patrol cadets, there'll be few first responders there, but what Andy wanted and what the public safety department wanted is they wanted first responders to develop a relationship with their local CrossFit affiliate that says, hey, we'd love to have you here in Ohio or in Columbus, but we really want you to develop a relationship with a CrossFit affiliate that's close to you. So let's drive them to the affiliate and see if the affiliate will allow them to come in for a day, for an hour, do this workout um, and and get a view of what CrossFit's really like. And maybe you'll be able to develop a relationship with the fire chief, the police chief. This is open to fire, police, CMS, um, uh, first, uh, first dispatchers, dispatchers. Yeah. Fire, police, CMS dispatchers, and any, um, federal employees. So there's a lot of uh, federal marshals in the state of Ohio. So th the goal was to how many people can we push to the affiliates that's where the impact's made. Um, we're offering the classes, all of our classes that day, we'll do this workout, it's free, anyone can come. Um, and we're hoping that other affiliates in the state will say, hey, this is an opportunity, I can take this flyer, I can go knock on the doors of my um, fire chief or police chief and say, hey, um, you got this information too, we'd love to invite you in for a free workout. We're gonna do this workout, Here's the timing. Here's our class times. You don't have to have anything special. Just do your normal class. Mm -hmm. And if you want to do this workout, please, please do the workout. Um, I want to say like to get this logo uh -huh. on anything, CrossFit is a huge accomplishment. Uh huh. It, they are very particular about what that logo goes on. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And if you scroll key. down, there's a direct link. Um, so you've got, you know, what it is, and it talks about what the workout is. And then if you if you scroll down um, to, you know, what is ways to participate. So the live thing there um, at 7 a.m. So they, the Ohio channel is going to stream this live at 7. And at 7, there's going to kick off um, some speakers. So there'll be uh, Director Wilson will speak. There'll be some dignitaries speak. Um, and kind of, you know, set the tone for the workout. Um, and that will be videoed and broadcasted live across Ohio. And then that video link will live throughout the day. So if you're an affiliate and you're holding your 4.30 class, 4.30 p.m. class, and you've got first responders in there, you can go to the link, click it, listen to the, um, the, the speakers. It's 15 minutes. Listen to the speakers and then take off and run your class. Um, uh, and then as you, if you see, if you scroll down, where to participate. So you've got ways to participate. You can watch it live or click the link. And then where to participate. The very first line, local CrossFit affiliate. And oh, by the way, here's the affiliate map. If you click here, it goes right to CrossFit.com affiliate map. So, you know, for, the, for a state to say, hey, we're going to promote first responders. That's great. But we're also going to promote a private business that has multiple outlets across the state of Ohio. That's unheard of. Um, and here we have it. <laughs> yeah. And they want to do this annually. This is this is the first event. And they threw it together really, really quickly. I know we're working on a very <laughs> short time frame here. Um, but this is just the start to what they want to build from year to year. And they they want CrossFit and our affiliates in the state of Ohio to be lockstep with them the whole way through which is to me it's as an affiliate owner like we've been begging for this type of attention um, or this ability to bring first responders in our door um and and here we have it you know so i want to there's been a lot of chat in the chat uh, about what the workout is mm -hmm. so i want to just highlight that real quick yeah um and it is an amrap yeah 40 minutes and 20 seconds yeah, representing the four the 412 first responders who lost their lives on 9/11. Mm -hmm. It's a hundred stair or stairs or steps. Yep, 20 burpees, 30 sit-ups, 40 lunges or air squats. Yep. So, so quick breakdown of that. Yeah. So quick breakdown of that, and and the video explanation is there. You, you don't need to click on it, but we're going to do it in a stadium. There will be a lot of first responders that will do it in the firehouse, you know, so they may have a step to step up and down. If we're an affiliate, the, the hundred stairs, the time it takes to do a hundred stairs, 50 up and 50 down is about the time it takes to do 20 box step ups. And the way that workout is laid out is this, you're doing it as a partner. So you're going to partner this. Um, you're going to do 20. If you're in an affiliate, you're going to do 20 box step ups together at the same time. And then you're going to share the 20 burpees, share the 30 sit-ups, share the 40 lunges. If you can't do lunges, you can do air squats. So um, you're, you're climbing together or you're stepping up on the box together in unison, if you will. And then you're sharing the, the burpees, the sit-ups and the lunges. Mm -hmm. um, and the workout kind of, there, there's been a lot of people that had input into the workout. Of course, CrossFit, um, uh, Don and, and the group, they're well aware of, of what's going on here. So is Dave. Um, uh, Craig Howard at uh, Diablo CrossFit 
um, his uh, trainer, his head coach, Jamie Lee, mm-hmm. um, had a piece in it like, hey, what about this part? Let's, you know, let's throw this in there. Uh, and then um, Rich Froning uh, and the team at Mayhem. And that's kind of who we're, we're partnering with for a juvenile probation program going forward is Mayhem Nation. But um, Rich and the group said, okay, hey, let's take what you guys have already put together and let's add this to it. And that's where we have this workout. So it was really a brainstorm of, of um, a lot smarter people than me. <laughs> <laughs> and then our guinea pigs, some of our core coaches. Yeah, our coaches. I kept texting them, okay, do this one. And they're like, yep. oh, we just died. Okay, now do this one. Yeah. So they've been through about 10 different workouts to prepare yep. for this. Yeah. And just to answer a couple questions, does the affiliate map show only gyms doing the event or all gyms? All gyms. So that flyer that you're looking at right now was sent out from the Department of Public Safety to every public service worker. So all your police, all the offices that Matt named already. So Mm -hmm. it came from the governor's office down. Then we emailed it to every LOR email address on file that we could find with CrossFit. Yeah. So we probably missed a few and there's probably a ton of affiliate owners who it's sitting in their inbox. They just don't open it. Um, so check your inbox. If you're yeah. a CrossFitter right here and you're not the LOR, go ask your affiliate owner to check their inbox. I promise you it's in there. Um, and then we held an um, uh, informational Zoom meeting to explain it. And then we have a list. So you notice you can click and it takes you to the general map. Not It has every affiliate you know, mm-hmm. in Ohio that you can find them there. Um, but also the info at CrossFit Crave, that's at one of the email addresses we use where we have a list of all of the gyms who have contacted us that they are participating. I'm sure there are more who are participating who haven't told us, but if we have a firefighter in Columbus who emails us and says, hey, where can I go? Then we have our list to send them to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I, I see Jeffrey's got a, a great question there, not weighted. And it we don't have it listed as weighted. Um, we have uh, some of our own athletes um, in, in some of our neighboring counties. Uh, they're probably going to wear their turnout gear every year. When we do a 9-11 workout, they show up in their full turnout. Um, my guess is they'll put their turnout gear on. Um, and I think we'll see a lot of that probably in Columbus um, with some of the uh, the individuals that are invited from the different police forces, they'll have their vests on and that type of thing. But it doesn't have to be weighted. The, the goal here was to figure out something with modifications that a first responder could bring his or her grandmother to the event and get through it in pure CrossFit fashion, right? And that's why the goal was to drive everyone to an affiliate where they could be coached, they could be walked through the workout, um, and, and get that, you know, community feel. You got any questions, Jamie? No, this is awesome. I mean, it gives, it gives me a little bit of a Mark Moss uprise, uh, uplift, uh, vibe. Um, but yeah, this is, to- this is so cool. So at the um, just at the very top of it, I think there's a hashtag. And the one thing that we're asking everybody to do is take tons of pictures and use the hashtag ODPS climb, I think is what it is. Yeah, right at the um, top there. And that's gonna be that's gonna be huge for both the CrossFit community and the Department of Public Safety community. Again, this is gonna be an annual event. So the more pictures we have now, the more we have to pull from to advertise it for next year. And it's just gonna get bigger and bigger. But think of 
the PR that this can bring to the CrossFit world when you've got your first responders working out with their mm -hmm. grandma, like Matt said, mm -hmm. you know, in this memorial workout. It's huge. Um, Jay Birch comes in with, I like the box step up versus stair step adjustment. Mm -hmm. yeah. Kudos to that. I can't, I can't thank you guys enough. What you guys are doing in Ohio is so impressive. And we do need to do a follow-up talk with you that we take a full hour plus uh, <laughs> sure. for that um, and not rush you. But I wanted to make sure we got you on tonight before this event happened so yeah. it can get out there. And people, like, I love that you have the at-home version. If you just mm -hmm. want to do it with your family, take pictures and, and hashtag. Right. Um, it's awesome. I love it. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for getting us hey, on. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for inviting us. Um, we really appreciate it, man. I, I love what you guys are doing too. And it's, it's always, I'm watching the Instagram. We go, there he is. Look. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a fun ride, man. And I'd love to catch up with you. And I know we've, I've said it a couple of times, but I do have some slow time here this fall. Sure. We'll sure. get, we'll get a meeting together. We'll all four Did of I us just lose and, and kind of do and kind of, uh, yeah, and get together and do all of that. Um, cool. And really talk, get in depth with what you're doing up there at Crave. Awesome. Cool. Well, oh, thanks, guys. Jeff One of those terms you, you make. So cool. Love it, Jeff. Thanks, brother. Hey, see you guys. Yeah. Thanks, Bye. guys. Thanks. We'll talk soon, Matt. Okay. There we go. I am not fast at that getting guests out. Uh, <laughs> I love that uh, that Jay Birch is going to do it in Texas. I'd love yeah. to see, uh, expand to different states. I know they've been working in Illinois. I know they've been working in Arizona. Um, and so hopefully it, these programs start getting to other states as well. Yeah, I, it's, it's like the perfect workout, I think. Um, you know, most people do Chad, which I think they brought one, someone commented on earlier, the thousand step ups. And this still gives you your step ups, especially if you want to put on your vest or anything. Um, but definitely um, not not going to leave you quite as wrecked. Um, I like that you have that partner. Uh, yeah, really good workout. Way more approachable. A little bit of everything, but a barbell. Yeah. So, uh, Kenneth says might do it Monday. Boots and Utes. We'll see. Do it. Yeah, take pictures. Yeah. Tag us too. We'd love to see them. We can share them next week. Definitely. So speaking of Chad, um, that's the newest named hero workout. Official CrossFit. It was announced this week. Okay. That it, that is now an official hero workout with CrossFit. It's been done I for thought, a couple years. Yeah. I think the story goes that it's actually someone that, that Dave Castro knew and mm -hmm. he started doing it in memory of his friend. And then uh, the community just latched onto it and, and it became a thing, but it never was officially adopted by CrossFit as an official hero wad. And that just happened this week. Interesting. Yeah. I I think they've already stated that it's going to be the 9-11 hero wad, like moving forward. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really cool. So, uh, it, I guess there's a lot of named workouts that like different gyms do and stuff. 
and they get adopted by a lot of people, but they may not necessarily be an official CrossFit sanctioned hero wad. Um, mm-hmm. I know it has to go through an approval process with them. Uh, Jay Birch is asking, can I share the workout again with Hedgie? Yes, I'm actually going to uh, try to put out that flyer as a whole um, on IG um, to share uh, so everybody can see it. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> and I'll blow up the workout and put that on a separate slide on that same post. How's that sound? Perfect. So crazy week um, here in the CrossFit world. Uh, yeah, kind of. I'm texting you a lot this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it all started with uh, some tea <laughs> with our friend Jeff Adler and Roman Krennikov. And so Jamie's frozen for a second, so I'm just going to keep talking. Um, they, I, we've talked about it on other shows. I'm going to, I'm going to recap it a little bit here. Um, there were allegations that uh, Jeff Adler was trash talking, um, and it made physical contact with Roman during the 5K. Uh, Roman made a post about it. I don't really want to get into all the nuts and bolts of it again. It's been talked about yeah. so much this week. Um, I just, I want to answer a couple of things that came through about my riff about it um, and just kind of comment on someone asked me because of my close relationship with Jeff Adler, was that the reason that I made the statements I made? Yeah. And my, my answer to it is kind of twofold. One, if I have a close relationship with Jeff Adler, it I have a close relationship with a lot of people then because it's not like Jeff and I hang out or anything. We we speak when we see each other. Um, he's been on the show a bunch of times. I just believed in him this year as an athlete because of what he was doing, um, the way he worked himself up the leaderboard over the last few years. It, did, it was not about that we were chummy and friendly. We were friendly, but I'm friendly with a lot of athletes um, who I've had on the show and no different there than somebody else. So right, that to answer that, that part of the question. Two, I always take, if I, when I do my wrists, I always take 24 hours to kind of let it marinate and so that I'm not just reacting to what I see, but I'm actually thoughtful in my, in my rift to the best of my ability so that I'm not, um, so that I'm not just blowing up people. Cause, cause I can have a little bit of a, and Jamie's been around, like there's been times where I get like really miffed, right. As an, a, a thing happens and my take on it changes 12 hours later. And so uh, I'm very careful not to, just openly react to something. And so that's what I just want to say about that. Um, <clears throat> Elise is saying she doesn't want to get my heart rate up again about just playing devil's advocate. Um, Elise, I think she's referring to this. I thought we were done talking about this. I really want to be done talking about it because I think when Roman spoke on Savon's podcast, I didn't get anything more out of that 
than I had going in. Other than that, the touching incident was, in fact, when Jeff lifted his hands to encourage the crowd. And that Jeff learned a little bit of Russian to make the trash talking more effective. Those are the two things I learned. But, um, but anyway, I digress. I don't think yeah. it added much to the story. I still, I, my riff stands, I did not change my take on it at all after I heard that. And I'm still confused yeah. why, why it all happened. I still don't why he made why he made the post. Right. Right. Agreed. Like I, I'm surprised more people aren't um a little bit more on Jeff's side in the fact that like Roman didn't give us like if you're gonna make a post like that, if you're gonna call somebody out, like there should you I, I was like waiting for something else, right? Like there like there's gotta be he did something specific and like hardcore like really actually was unsportsmanlike um and that just didn't like come through so it's like what exactly were you feeling of- offended about and i just think we're all a little bit confused um and it totally could be a cultural tr- translation thing um feelings but like most people in this space your feelings don't matter and that's kind of been the general thing behind CrossFit. And we're not, you know, we don't take that route. Like that's got to go to play in the backside. So like, I don't know why we're supporting. And I saw like, if it was girls, people would be like totally behind them. I, I disagree with that too. Like either give me a specific instance that like he tripped you or tied your shoes together or like specifically did something on sports and like took some like, then we may have something to talk about, but like trash talking or getting in your head, like just, I don't know. Be, get, don't let it get in your head. Here's the piece that I, I really, that angers me when I think about it and, it and I just can't get over. When I was an athlete, I wasn't the most talented athlete on the field, in the pool, whatever. It took a hell of a lot of work for me to get to where I was. And I think that's why I backed Jeff so much in this last year, because I see a lot of that in him. I don't think he's the most naturally gifted athlete on the floor. I think that he has busted his ass for five years to get to where he's at. And the fact that he wins the championship and it, and everybody is shitting on him because Roman would have won if he didn't get hurt. And now Roman comes out with this stuff saying that he's a dirty player. Like dude has busted his ass for five years. Let him have his championship and let's freaking move on. Yeah. I'm tired of the shitting on Jeff. That's where Mm -hmm. I get upset. And when this came out Monday night, like I was texting you so hard, my thumbs were hurting. Yeah. Yeah, Not very uh, spirit of the games. Like, you know, no, I, and I feel like, <laughs> like, because I can relate, like to get anywhere in that, in any sport I participated, hell in this podcast, like I started this podcast, nobody knew who the hell I was at all. And I'm going up against the Savans and the talking elite fitnesses 
who have been around for 10 years, right? It takes hard work to, to start climbing that mountain. And if for people to shit on you when you start getting up there really, really bends me the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's why I, that's why I was really upset Monday night. And I yeah. told myself, take 24 hours before you do this riff or it's, it's probably going to have language in it that my mother would not approve of. Yeah. So that is, um, that, that is kind of the end of it. Yeah. Let's leave it there and let's just move on. Yep. Totally. Cause, cause that's really all I want. I just wanted to clarify some of the comments and there were people that, that came out uh, my riff on, on, on YouTube that said they, they disagreed. And, and that's fine. So um, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> so the next thing I wanted to talk about was Rogue. And that um, the Rogue Qualifier leaderboard looks like it has been finalized. Yep. I, I posted a, a, I made a post this morning on Instagram that it looks like it's been finalized. I got a question about why did they include people who didn't complete the week, the, all the qualifying events? And I think that that is a misnomer. Um, I responded to it on IG, but I don't know if anybody saw it. I believe the reason there are vacant scores on the leaderboard are because those are the, the events that people got invalid, got marked invalid and their scores went to zero. Like Sydney's Correct. workout where she didn't. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I confirmed that hers had all of her other four scores on there. And that fifth score is missing. Yep. So that that's what made me feel like it was legit, legitly done. Right. Um, so I- Kenneth makes a, makes a comment uh, that only five spots from the queue frustrates me a lot. I, it doesn't frustrate me. Um, I, I watched Shut Up and Scribble today. Me the too. only thing I can say I, I, I really got out of that that I tr- truly agree with is the fact that none of this, and this is this was my other riff from this week, nothing is written down, so it's hard to even know what the rules of the game are. Like, should you even try? Like, if you have a shot at a backfill from the games, should you even try the cue? Um, yeah, so, and that's where I feel like I, I felt, I don't know if JR was pushing more that way. Um, Taylor seemed kind of iffy on which, which way, but I feel like a backfill should come from the queue. Definitely not the games. And I know, I mean, it's hard to say they didn't earn their spot from the games. Well, like. The events and the order of events, and like we like we saw, like matter. And to use that to get you, like the queue. If if they're if you're a comp, you should program your qualifier to best test for your event. Uh, I mean, that would be how I would do it if I was going to run a comp, so that I knew I was getting the people that are things I want to test. So, and they spoke about this a little bit on Shadow Scribble, like. People who maybe maybe are twenty to thirty at the games, but do the queue and get in, crush rogue. 
well, then maybe your cue is a little bit more applicable to your placings and probably should have the backfills. And maybe it's 10 or 12. Maybe they find a good number of game spots and let people know, like, a base number. I, I think 15 is a bit much, personally, because if those people truly are that good, do the qualifier. Like, everyone else always has to. Like, make people start doing the qualifiers or don't do – or like, I, for me, it's like a do qualifier or do invites. It's frustrating to see all the invites come all the time. Like – do the qualifier, show that you're good enough to be there, and get there and go do it. Yeah, I, I, none of that really matters to me too much. I don't really care how they do it. I think Rogue is special and it's different. The fact that others are going to the invitation style now upsets me more than whatever Rogue is doing. Because I think Rogue is between a rock and a hard place. They, they're a showcase. They're, they're just trying to make a really cool event. And it happens so quickly after the games that the qualifier is not fair to those people who just gave their heart and soul at the games. So, so we just want another replica of the games? I, are you going to run this <laughs> Yes, go ahead. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, actually, like when you, you confront me, I think it's better show that way. <laughs> um, I don't want a replica of the games. But that's what I mean. They're between a rock and a hard place. Where they sit in the season is just tough to get a qualifier in with quality. So I, I don't really care how they do it. If they said, like, let's go 10, quali 10 from the queue, 10 from the games, I'd be okay with that. If they, I don't care how they backfill. I don't care if they send out invites to whatever. As an athlete, I would be frustrated because I'd want to know how do I have to play the game to give myself the best shot. That's all I mean about what Elise is saying here. Um, yeah. It's an invitation, which means they, they can do whatever they want. Don't let it get you frustrated. I'm not frustrated about it, but as an, if I were an athlete, just tell me how I have to play the game. So I have the best shot to get in. Mm -hmm. Right. That, that's but, all I want. to know. Which people will tell you just be good enough. Be good enough to go to the games, place high at the games, and go. And that's just like a constant thing. Okay, the top 15 miles just keep getting fed. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm, it's one of the few things in CrossFit I'm indifferent about. I, but I can, feel the, I can feel how an athlete would be. Just tell me how. Yeah. Just tell me. That's all. And I don't mind that it's combined with strongman. Growing up, I was a huge strongman fan. I didn't know in the 80s, I didn't know what CrossFit was. I watched all the the strongman competitions. And the first year Rogue was in Texas, I volunteered on their documentary team, which we were focusing mainly on the strongmen. Those men are giants. Mm -hmm. I felt small for the first time in my life. And that makes me feel good. <laughs> so there. Um, yeah. There's a long couple things. Okay, so let me read. Uh, Kenneth said that he wants 40 people. I think that's too much for Rogue for the style that they're putting on. Too many people means more heats and more time. And I think Jay Birch kind of, that is the correct answer to that, Jay Birch. Um, on 
on one hand, the queue shows people who will probably do well at Rogue, but if someone does well at the games, why should they have to turn around and do the hard queue workouts when they may still be in a break? Like Ross and Rachel were in a break and you saw what happened there. Um, uh, yes, the Magnus Von Magnuson days were awesome, Kenneth. And Bert Jaber says, were you there? I have been to the, I've been to Rogue three times, three times. Yes. Once in Columbus, once as a judge for an athlete during the COVID year, when it was all online and they broadcast it live around the world at whatever time. And I was, I went once in Austin last year was the first year I missed it. Um, yes, I agree. At least when it was in Columbus, it was much easier, uh, to go to, um, um, and it was nice. My wife Ubered me and Amy down and dropped us off and picked us up. So it was nice. <laughs> yeah, I was and planning I on go, going when it was like that last year that it was in Columbus. I was like, oh, I'm going to go next year. And then it moved. And I was like, oh, man, probably never going to make that. Yeah. Um, and Jaybird's, oh, damn, I missed you. I've been there every year in Texas. I was actually most of the time on the floor or in the third base dugout, Jaybert. So you probably wouldn't have seen me anyway. Uh, Cause I was a production assistant for the cameraman uh, for the documentary. Just basically all that means is carrying his water and batteries and memory cards. Uh, and Jaybert, that's only 15 minutes from your house. Wow. Yeah. That's when it was in Columbus, it was only 15 minutes from my house. And it was only like two minutes from where I worked. Rogue headquarters is only was is only two minutes from my old office building. It's dangerous lunch break. Dangerous lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but what I wanted to really talk about, and we went off on something else, which is fine, is with all of the shakeup with this online competition, right? The queue. We wait, they freeze the leaderboard, it comes back, and like very few people that were in the top five are in the top five anymore. What does that say about us doing so many online qualifiers, online comps, online quarterfinals, online semifinals for masters? If the one entity that takes the standard seriously shakes it up so much, how bad are the other ones that they're not really taking the standards seriously. And it's bad. You're probably not getting the right people to the, to the end result. Mm -hmm. And having been embedded with two masters athletes this year through the season and watching it play out, I truly, truly believe we didn't have this, the right 10 people at the games in the master's divisions. I think your top three or four probably would be the same if it was done in person or at the game or online, but that five through 10, I question. 
you look at Chelsea Nicholas, who came into the game as, as a backfill in your division at 11, got bumped up to 10 because of someone going team and was winning the event until she blew out her Achilles. Mm-hmm. That says volumes as to where we are. Then you look at this rogue qualifier where they are meticulous about the standards and there are 5 billion of them and they are meticulous about it and it shakes up the leaderboard so bad. And some of your traditional known offenders get moved way down the leaderboard. I think it speaks volumes to the quality of our online qualifiers. Mm-hmm. I know you have feelings. Yeah. Please, please share. Oh, I've I've said it. Yeah. I I think leaderboards need to be public. I think the risk of public shaming, like a video out there and people seeing like egregious reps like is kind of the only way to get some people to move better um and until until there's harsher penalties placed or like people actually get major penalties or invalid scores like getting these workouts invalidated by not showing a measurement or last year not showing your plates like people are will learn to start doing better a job of videoing and making sure they hit standards um to make sure they get through if it's important to to them but that doesn't seem to happen in the in the crossfit tier system it's just not at that in depth and the videos are never public where where are we able to review any of those right someday so I've done online video review or comps. The way that structure works is mind boggling to me. And I've been in it. Um, I, I think there needs to be a better system. You have so many people willing to do it. So many judges who have been around the game for so long that are willing to sit there and, and go through that. And many times in my past their opinions have been ignored when it comes to the final calls and so i think what has happened over time is that group has gotten smaller and smaller and smaller and then now you have overworked judges and even if they're trying to do it right now it's just an impossible task. Yeah. But when you had when you had the volume of judges doing it, you ignored their recommendations. Yeah. And now you're getting what you need to do the job you need to do. That's probably going to get me a DM or two, but that's my, my firm belief. So. I think we've beat that horse to death. Yeah. Let's move to Madrid. Did you get to watch any of Madrid today? I have not. Okay. So I watched the top heats of all the events. 
a little bit of team. I'm, I think I'm really coming to the conclusion that I would forego team to have age group and adaptive at the games instead of team. It is so freaking hard to watch. <laughs> so hard. Four-person muscle-ups, and they're all going 10 heats, and you have 40 people on the rig at one time. It was so hard. And then they did four in a line snatches. Oh, wow. Well, did they have to be synchro? Yeah. So synchro at the top. Okay. So, so it was green plate, green plates, yellow plates, blue plates, red plates. Okay. Which was kind of a cool look that they yeah. did it that way. Like it just had the color to it. Um, but it was, again, you get more than a couple people. It was the last movement of the team workout. The first couple teams that got there, it was cool to watch. The minute more teams showed up, it got impossible to watch. Yeah. And I don't think it's a bad workout. I think it's just the space just doesn't allow it to be viewable. Yeah. Right. So I, there's a couple things I wanted to bring up. First of all, the fact that they did two different coverage, they did an English version and a Spanish version. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the Spanish version was put on DAZONE, which is actually a very famous fight channel. Okay. Uh, like boxing and UFC and different things like that, uh, which was really cool. And then uh, the English version was on YouTube. I thought the coverage was was good. Um, I think the camera work was similar to everything we've seen in the past. They did try a little more wide shot, I think. <clears throat> um, and then um, the audio, they were having some issues. Uh, when I first tuned in, I couldn't hear the announcers at all. Um, and then there were times where then they got that cleaned up and then they were, they blocked out the floor noise and then occasionally it would get piped back in. And when the floor noise and the music and everything got piped in, you couldn't hear the announcers at all. Mm -hmm. um, but it even, they got it. They accidentally piped it in over commercials, which I'm sure their sponsors and advertisers were not happy about. So it wasn't even just during the coverage. Um hmm. It's it is Thursday there as well, and the crowds were not big. So I'm hoping by the time they get to the weekend, it's it's better. Um, on the women's side, uh, Elena Caratala, and she has another name. Santa Hua, Santa Hua. Watch out for her. I mean, she's coming. Yeah. Against some really good competition, she looks really good. Karen Freyova looks. Freaking awesome, which she always does in the off season. Um, but she had her best finish at the games ever this year. So she's just backing that up with really solid performance on the first two events. Um, but Victoria Campos and Jacqueline Dahlstrom, man, what's going on? So I actually have the the leaderboard. We can pull it up and talk okay. about it real quick. I don't know which one I have up first here, uh, but there we have the men. 
Uh, you can kind of see the top. So many. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. What I, what I love is I put out a poll asking who would win the Madrid championships. Um, it pretty much was between Lazar and Travis. Mm-hmm. And Yona got a little bit of love and that's it. Dude finished sixth at the games. Yeah. No love in the poll and is winning with, he actually had a win and I think like a fourth place today doing amazingly well. So just two events today? Just two. Yeah, it's Is like it two six events total? One. It's seven. Two, one, okay. two, two. Okay. So one event. Or what, is it something really long or something? Do we know what it is? I, I don't. I apologize. Well, what did they do today? You scroll up. Man, beginning and... Oh, lifting test. Uh, just says lifting test, so it's nothing has okay. been revealed. Um, but anyway, yeah, I will tell you, Colin Bossard, which I know we've talked about, um, leading up to the games, he did not mm-hmm. qualify. He's coming too. Yeah, I, I've I've got my eye on that dude for next season. He's uh, like a yellow. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he is. He has been in the lead in both events already. So good for him. Um, Elise is saying, Elise is saying, uh, they did that at Waza too, right? One did dumbbell, one did kettlebell, one did barbell. That is correct. But this mm-hmm. was more, we're all barbell. They just were all different colors. So it had this cool look as, as it was going. I, Maybe I'm just a simpleton, but that's what I, I just thought it was a cool look. Um, And Kenneth says, I went with Koski and Greer. Where's Greer at? Let's let's see the the girls. Okay. We will. But Alex Katulis is at eight. Um, There was, who was the big surprise? I thought there was a surprise on the men, but maybe there wasn't. You had, yeah. Yorgis yeah. is sixth. Yeah. So no, no big surprise really on the men. I thought Travis would be higher, but that second event yeah. really hurt him. Um, which was, uh, they don't even. Wow. Wow. So it was, uh, it, GHDs. Yeah, right. It was GHDs, pistols. Uh, there were handstand pushups, deficit. Uh, and a bike, and then you had to come back down. Hmm. Uh, Doesn't seem like it would be a bad event for him. No. Was he 10th? He he seemed to just gas out, is what it seemed like, on the way back down. The bike took out a lot of people. um, So, (laughs) Holly says they have all of the workouts on Instagram. And I did look at them. I just, I can't remember them. And I watched all the stuff today. The first workout was high box jump overs, like 42, 36. Um, and that's how you started. And then it was a uh, sand ball squats. Okay. Yeah, sure. 
it was a, I think there was a lift in there and then it was just a bar. Maybe. I don't know. I'm probably mixing it all up now. I am. I am because the second event was, it was just a bar and snatches and the snatches okay. get bigger as you go. Okay. Um, and then the first event was all that other stuff I mentioned. Okay. Boxovers. The okay, and he, and he got fourth in that, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it was the snatch, Chestabar. He did not. Okay. And really, what it came down to is who could move the barbell at its heaviest. And that's where like Karen Freyova had did it amazing. Um, hmm. but yeah. So we'll go to the women since I keep talking about them. Uh, we have Karen Freyova in first, Elena Karatala Sana Sunhua, uh, Andrea Solberg is in third, Annika Greer in fourth. Nice. Very daughter sixth. Um, and this is where the surprises are Jacqueline Dahlstrom in 13th, and Victoria Campos, 29th. Wow. Yeah. How many people are here? 30 or 40? Uh, 35, but I think they tried to get 40, like right. on the men's side, Adrian Munweiler could not get in, could not get there. Okay. Um, huh. I'll have so to yeah. watch, try to watch some tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. The coverage isn't bad. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was watchable. I, I don't think the workouts were super exciting uh, from a spectator's point of view. And maybe why they went today on a Thursday. Mm -hmm. Those when they knew the crowds weren't going to be as big. And as they go into the weekend, I think the tests will get a little more exciting. Well, I I'll keep watching for Travis. I don't think he's uh, getting old. He's in his prime. Yeah, I I love Travis. Travis is one of my favorite CrossFitters of all time. Um, I probably like him more than Jeff Hadler, just so you know. Um, but he's never going to be a top five games athlete. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. <laughs> yes. Aging like a fine wine. Correct. Um, I had this question, random question. Can West ever end up paying out last year? Wasn't there some controversy for a while? You mean I, Can West? Yeah, Can West. Yeah, I, I don't think they, they did it. it. Mm -mm. Um, in fact, I know they didn't. Yeah. The, the athletes I'm actually friends with still have not been paid. Yeah, you know, not you know good at all. Andrea Solberg. With that heavy snatch, that's not a bad finish place for her third that's huge yeah yeah she um she looked good today what well, zombie will forgive you yeah um she looked she, like when she got to that heavy snatch it was very methodical um she definitely like slowed down and kind of um got better it, it was more about like smooth and steady wins the race. And she did really well at the end. 
Do you know what it uh, went up to? They they were. I don't know. I know on the men's side, I think it was one eighty five. Okay. Maybe one ninety five. I think that it was red plates. So. Well, that'd be one fifty five. And a yellow. It, no, they were blue and yellow. So that would have been blue and yellow. I don't 205. Know. I don't know. I have a lot on my mind. That's, that, that sounds about right. Annika did not win that event. Karen Freyova won it. Ken. And Elena Caratala won the first event. So Annika took a seventh and a second. Uh, Nick says that he's always been well, he has always been a Turi fan. Hopefully this gets her back in the game. Holly, I can't math that. <laughs> I, I just look at the colors and then translate it by Same. colors. Um, but I, it, it was at least 185 for the men on that final bar. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. 185 and So would that be 135 for women? Boy, I think that's more I think that's more 65 I think is more than 135. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Really good for Andrea because strength has always been her downfall. Gymnastic stuff you knew she was gonna kill. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is that, uh, last thing is team is, I believe that, uh, Los Ninos, which is Chandler, Noah, Sydney, and Lena Rector, uh, they are in first, but they have not won an event yet. Don't need to win. No, but I think everybody thought they would. Yeah. Right. Coming in. Um, mm -hmm. but there's some good teams. Uh, Holly did the math for you. Yep. Perfect. That sounds about right. That's, uh, on the heavy side for the women compared to the men. That's interesting. Yeah. Was, were the men's times faster? The winner was 7.37. The women's was 8.23. So almost a full minute. Yeah, sounds about right. I don't know why they keep pushing the, trying to keep pushing the women's weights up. That they're, They think, like, it works for 5, 10 people, and then the, the women's field just isn't quite there, I don't feel like. And they just keep pushing this heavy, heavy, whatever. You do you. So, you just broke up on me. The Andre Houdet. Okay. I uh, called it. Called it a career. Yeah, that's sad. Is he just gonna coach? Just gonna coach. I think. I think what's funny is like when we talked to him. Last offseason, he said he was going to go team. 
to take some time to develop some of the skills he needed to develop to then come back and attack the individual. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he thought he could put together a very competitive team. Mm-hmm. What I don't think he realized at that moment was how good of a coach he was. Yeah. When you look at the performance his athletes had at the games, they did phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that um, that probably gave him some juice to put his energy into that. And maybe he enjoyed that aspect of it more than actually competing. I must have. That's crazy. I mean, if it's not in your heart, if he, yeah, he's obviously a phenomenal coach. He moves so well himself. So lucky for for his athletes. For a taller athlete, you know, just range of motion. He has to make up so much ground. Mm-hmm. And he's, he was, gosh, another one of my favorites. Uh, always like talking to him. He is so smart. And I think that it just lends itself to him being maybe the next big European coach. Yeah. That'll be an exciting journey to watch. Yeah. So that he has like Heinrich, right? And, Yep. Who was his girl? Well, man and Anganese for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, I think he has another one too, but I don't want to misquote his his yeah. roster. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was super sad to see him call it a day. I think he's a hell of a guy, and but I wish him all the best. Because I think he, I think he is going to be a great coach. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's going to be fun, kind of seeing uh, how that translates over the next few years. Does he own that affiliate? No shortcuts. So last I knew that that was his garage. Oh, okay. So maybe he's built it out. Maybe they've they've made it bigger. I think that was in the plans. Um, okay. So. I'm I I'm guessing he's probably going to put together a building, but I I know Manon doesn't come to him like it's a remote okay. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Heinrich is in Finland, mm-hmm. uh, so that you know. But maybe we'll see where it goes. Maybe that's what mm-hmm. what he wants to put his energy and and time into. Maybe he does build a facility or something. Yeah. So next thing on the docket is Legends qualifiers. Where are we at? With oh, that? You'll, we should probably talk about that next week. I, I, I'm done, but it goes till Sunday night. Well, that's fine. I, how no. did you do? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like, it's like probably pointless to talk about till we can even see anything. I have no idea. You feel you did well? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I don't think they were great. Okay. You think you'll make it? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think I'll make it. Okay. <laughs> well, that's exciting stuff. <laughs> I mean, you saw some of my workouts. Do you think I did good? I think some of them were good. Okay. I think the ones that didn't have uh, a heavy snatch in it were good. Jeff, we'll hopefully find out Sunday night and we can talk, we can bring up the leaderboard on next Thursday and hopefully have some good news to share. <laughs> Elise. Elise um, did not make it. How do you know? They're not, they're, they haven't released the results yet, Elise. <laughs> um, I'm going to, well, let's go back to hit this first. Uh, Nick says, I just missed this part, but where's Travis on the leaderboard? Um, Travis will answer that for you. He is seventh place. Uh, he had a good first event, uh, shaky second event. But he is not top five, just to let you know. Uh, Ronica says that you cried. <laughs> no, she's you saying cried. we. Ronica hit a lot of ring muscle ups today. It was amazing. Um, so we're hoping she sneaks in. And Jim did really good. He PR'd his snatch twice today. Um, he's got to be top eight, I believe, to make it. I think he had some good scores, so I think he's going to be good. Well, because of this, ACR is my new hero. I know. I saw that. Because anybody who would do 365 burpees and only take a minute five rest in between the hundreds. My yeah. goodness. And the first two hundreds, she almost did identical times. Yeah, that's. That is not this guy. My first hundred would be 27 minutes. My second hundred would be 43 minutes. But yeah. And then I think the, she finally slowed down on the third hundred. And then she said, then she saw the light at the end of the tunnel. And they pick, picked up again. Well, you're a CrossFitter. That's what CrossFitters do. Uh, That's true. We got our game plan all day. And then two minutes into the workout, I throw it away. Yeah. yeah. So back here a little ways, our friend Kenneth asked this question. Uh, Scott, were you a fan of the Invitational, the Team USA versus the World Days, et cetera? Well, hopefully you meant Scott and Jamie. Because I'd like her take on it as well. Yes, I was a huge fan. I was um, as well. Because it all happened in one day. We would actually make a party of it. Um, my friends would come over. We'd throw it up on the big screen. <laughs> do some barbecue or something. And sit and watch it for the few hours that it was on. Start to finish. Uh, I loved it. It was For us, it was more than just watching CrossFit on TV. It was a party. Um. And you're rooting for your country, right? So mm -hmm. uh, it made it super cool. And I, I would, I hope they bring it back as 
let me put it. I want it to come back, but I want it to come back if everybody's going to participate. Yes. Right. If like it comes up and, and Jeff is like, well, I just won and I need some time off. So I'm not going to participate. And then Pat says, well, you know, I want to get ready for a rogue. So I'm not going to participate. And, and then the top Americans say they're not going to participate. Well, then it's not fun anymore. Like I want, the reason they were great is because the, the best of the best were always there except for the year they screwed over Fraser. So that's, that's my caveat to that. They have talked about bringing it back. Haven't they? There was rumor. Um, but there's been shakeup since the rumor. So, so Justin Berg talked about it coming back. Last I checked, he no longer receives a paycheck from CrossFit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's probably not in the budget. Um, so yeah, I loved him. I, but I want it, I want it back in that format where the best of the best are there. Agreed. If the best of the best aren't there, I think it would lack the same feel. It, it's like the Pro Bowl in the NFL. When all the peop, good people went, it was great fun to watch. And then as time went by, you know, 17 people withdrew from it. And now you've got like the third string tackle from the Steelers on the mm -hmm. team. Is that really that fun to watch? You know? Yeah. <clears throat> so can I link the leaderboard I have up? Had up, man, Nick. You're they so can't find. Yeah, they're saying they can't find the Madrid leaderboard. So, here are the secrets to finding the online leaderboard. If you you can't even, wow, I don't even think that went to YouTube. Mm, yeah, it did. I see it. Oh, I see there. Twitch. Yeah. yeah. So this is our first ever Twitch broadcast, just so you know. Woo! And we're live on Twitch now. Sorry, that's probably loud. It's okay. Um, so here is here's the key. If you ever need to find leaderboards for these off-season comps, I'm giving away my secrets. Right. So if you go to the Madrid Championship website and you click on the link to the leaderboard, it takes you to the qualifier. Doesn't even take you to the real leaderboard. You, you just find out who is running the leaderboard for that team. And for this, it's competition corner. You go to camp competition corner. You search for Madrid. It'll tell you all the events being held in Madrid. And then you find the actual event, click on it, and it takes you to the live leaderboard. But the stuff that Madrid has put out is actually a link to their qualifier and not to the actual event leaderboard. So the secrets of a researcher. <laughs> and now that Bruce is here, it's time to go. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so, Carolyn's going to make it, huh? No. So the last thing we had on the, the agenda was there's also another comp going on this weekend, the Northern California classic or NorCal, Cro NorCal classic. Mm -hmm. um, 
Carolyn Prevo is competing in that. We had a we had a link to her if she could get out. But as we were on the air, they were doing athlete briefing, announcing workouts, all registration, all the stuff. Knew it was a Hail Mary that she'd get out for a couple minutes to be able to jump on. Um, but well, maybe I have to have her on next week to find out how it went. It's always fun having her on. So, um, but there's some games athletes competing at, at the NorCal Classic. So that's going to be a good competition too in Northern California. Um, Jamie competed in that a few years ago during the COVID year. Um, so she's actually been out there to do that. Um, I don't that's think my it's my first time winning thing. money. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so Kenneth asks if it's associated with NorCal Fitness. I don't think it is. I think it's just a competition no. in Northern California and everybody there just calls Northern California, NorCal. It, when I did it, it was it. I want to say it's anywhere fit CrossFit. Okay. Pretty sure that was the name of the gym anywhere fit. Okay. So yeah, it's not, so it's not associated with NorCal at all. Um, no, but it's, it's, not. it's a big, it's a big competition and there are some big names out there. Uh, some of the semifinalists that we met during the season, uh, plus a couple games athletes. So we'll have to check in on that, see what's going on out there. Um, if I don't sleep through the weekend, uh, we'll have some stuff for that early next week. Typically, typically I would have Jamie come on all weekend and we talk about the Madrid results. I just don't know where I'm going to be conscious wise yeah. after surgery tomorrow. So, so yeah, so I don't, I don't know. Um, maybe we can, I can text you and we can do a recap show if I feel better later in the weekend. Yeah. Uh, but, but not sure. Just don't want to commit to anything till I know. I'm excited for you. This is, I hope you like finally get feeling better. Yeah, me too. Um, like I feel good at the games because of the steroids and the antibiotics, but I still wasn't sleeping. Yeah. Like the minute I lay down, all the drainage was going right to my throat <laughs> like it's doing now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And yeah, we're not talking about Roman anymore. We, we, we finished that a while ago. I think we're done. Um, you got anything going on this weekend? I have a wedding tomorrow. Okay. Um, and then Lucas is supposed to have a tennis tournament uh, quad Saturday morning, uh, like 830 in the morning. So that'll probably go to like four in the afternoon if he plays. He was supposed to be fourth singles today. I don't know if that if he still they got rained out. So I don't know if he's going to still hold that position and play or not. Waiting to hear. Hopefully we know after practice tomorrow. Uh, ACR said her to hear first Scott's on the juice. Yeah. yeah it wasn't the good stuff. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, man. I wish it was the good stuff, but it's, um, 
yeah, I'm just going to lay on the couch and watch some football. Yeah. I think. yeah. That's going to be my thing. Um, do we know how the Lions are doing? You got the Lions on? What score? 7-7. Seven, seven. Okay, hang it tight. They just scored? Kansas City just scored. Never mind. Yeah. We we blew a drive a little bit ago, Aaron said. We'll see. But okay. Um, with that, hope everybody has a great weekend. Um, we will be back with you next week. Um, I don't really have anything scheduled next week, so I got to get that figured out too. Um, mm-hmm. I had some things. Some things came out of the Shelby Neal thing that were kind of sneaky news worthy, but I, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it yet. Maybe that we'll do that next week. Okay. With Put that, that on my notes. Um, we will catch everybody next week on Thursday night CrossFit Talk. Bye, guys. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.